Welcome back to the Meet Us in Paris podcast. I am Kristen, and this is the podcast about all things travel, be it food, what to pack for your next trip, or your next exotic destination. And finally, feeling warm again after coming back from Alaska is Emily. Hello. Are you thawed? I mean, I'm thawed, but it is still cold for Southern California. I'm 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 wearing yeah, but two stuff. days ago it was 80 degrees or three yeah, days ago. Yeah, that was wild. It's been a wild weather ride, but yes. let's not forget Zen. Hello, Zen. Hey, I'm here. Well, if you're like Zen, who is totally socially awkward, you probably <laughs> have a hard time starting up a conversation at a party. Um, so we're offering up 15 questions, which uh, we will answer ourselves that lubricate the discussion better than five shots of Jägermeister. And it's cheaper, too. <laughs> that's, that's Do nice. people still drink Jägermeister? I think I'm the only one. <laughs> I love Jäger. <laughs> I used to once upon a time. Uh, before we start, if you are socially awkward and looking to get ahead in your career, our sponsor may be a perfect fit for you. They offer over 80 professional online certificate programs that are perfect for the shy guy. <laughs> when you look back upon your life and you see all the things you achieved, certainly none of them started with inaction. And when you're planning for your next career journey, find us, the University of California, Irvine. We've over 80 convenient online certificates to help you navigate the future and we're the perfect Sherpa for your next big adventure. Find us at ce.uci.edu. All right, so starting up, one of the first questions they have is, like if you're talking to another traveler, is which frequent flyer programs are you part of? Oh, God. This, like this always comes up, I think. <laughs> It'll come up, but I feel like it's almost like a question you will don't bring up like your political affiliation because some people are very strong willed about like which airline is better that's whatever. true really very strong opinions about it i mean it's not as divisive i guess it's politics but um no i just think it's funny because some people will um really have an opinion <laughs> which ones are you guys I, oh, okay i'll start out so i i i think i'm a frequent flyer my partner for everybody yeah you know it's just like every because right. i don't necessarily i'm not i don't have any religious affiliation with any of them so i are uh i'm just going to um i, I mean i am united eva air whoever i'm with i'm just whoever has the cheapest <laughs> tickets you know, exactly. and because of that, I almost never get the free ticket. But you know, the amount of money you have to spend to get a free ticket, you might as well just get the cheapest ticket in the first place. Right. So, I used to be like that, and I I am like that again. Um, but when I was traveling an insane amount for work, um, and everyone I know who was kind of doing that same thing, you really start to become super loyal because you are traveling enough that you want and really need those extra perks um, or the option to like be upgraded on flights and things like that. Um, and with that being said, my loyalty lies with the One World um, Alliance. And so that is like American. 
right. would you know the domestic one. Um, right. I, I don't even remember who it. Um, I think it includes like the Latam or Copa Airlines. What's yeah, funny like, is that I feel America. like I know the Star Alliance Airlines more because I know not to take those <laughs> Um, and that was because I actually, funny story, I started with Star Alliance and I hate United such an ungodly oh. amount that I switched to One World. But I have the, the programs, I have the frequent flyer programs with everyone. In the event you just have to take that flight, you want to have someone to show for it. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Alaska is part, I think Alaska Airlines, when I took <clears> their flight to Alaska, they were promoting how they were like the newest member of the One World. One World. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, One World. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. Uh, I'm pretty much on the same boat. I'll take whatever is the cheapest flight, uh, but I'll also sign up for that airline, you know, to show for it, like Kristen said. Um, but the one thing I will do, or the one airline that I consistently check, even though like I am okay with flying any airline, but I will always check Southwest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, because they're. I mean, you uh, you have to know what you're you know signing up for. It's like the bus system, so you don't get inside seats. Um, but you know, you get other things like free um, cancellations. Like if you need to cancel or reschedule, or even if their flight, um, the flight you book, they're so like, flexible, like, right? Yeah, they're really flexible. So even if you book a flight like mm-hmm. six months in advance or something, and then you check that same flight like a month before, and they've lowered the price they'll give you your credit back you can like adjust it um and then any travel credit that you i guess gain from like canceling or rescheduling or anything like that it's good for another year so you can put it towards another um flight and that and also you get two free check-in bags i don't check in bags all the time but when i do it's very nice to have it free um and then third thing is in the winter i like to snowboard and their ski and snowboard they don't consider ski and snowboard equipment as your two free check-in bags like it's its own category it's very interesting yeah so i think the first time i did it um i had a a board bag that was its own thing and then i could have done like two check-in bags i only did one check-in bag and one carry-on but like it technically could have been like three things to check in. So um, Southwest, I will always check it. But if there's anything cheaper or better time dates, whatever, I'll go with them too. Or alternatively. <laughs> you know, the other thing about Southwest, which I think is nice, is I tend to go to the airport early. And if you're when you're checking in in Southwest, if you see like there's a airplane going to where you're going, but it's the one before yours i always go hey is that airplane empty is, oh. is there any room on that plane and they go uh yeah there is it's like can i move my ticket to that one and so the thing is you get rewarded for being a little early and if you're if it, you've got your timing right and there's an open seat they go yeah if you want you can take that and you can get to your destination an hour early interesting that's very cool i didn't know that. yeah they're that flexible. I mean, if the seat's empty, they don't care, you know, so. As it should be. <laughs> feel right. Like. Right. <clears throat> so. Right. Question number two. How would you describe your favorite travel destination? Is this like, in general, something you <laughs> like or like literally your favorite place? 
You set your you you set the criteria. I can describe destination. Um, I don't know. Right. I like it to be like foreign, actually, and um, you know, a good mix of like city vibe, but also you can get away and have excursions nearby mm-hmm. too. I like that. Things a place where there's enough to do that you're not like I should have booked a shorter trip or something like that uh, <laughs> um, true. yeah with I guess a good for in in addition to like city life and or nature just just things to do um, I would say ooh, actually I don't know what else is there because honestly like I was talking to my friend about this. There's, there's like, I feel like there's two categories of people. Like you're either a foodie traveler or you're like an activities traveler. And if you're one or the other, it's kind of easier to, um, I guess, plan your trip. But if you're both, it's like very hard to do everything that you want to do. Um, so I guess if you're like a, well, I'm see, I'm not like a huge foodie. So I don't, I just need there to be like, if there's just a McDonald's or something that can get me by, like I'm fine and I'll just do like the activities. But there's a hundred people, hundreds yeah. of people gasping right now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I just, I just need sustenance to get me going or get me through the day. <laughs> if you I had what? to choose. <laughs> I like to go places that I can learn something new. So, yeah. um, I like to go somewhere I mean, I always say museums, but it's not just the museums. It's like I want to go somewhere that I can learn, obviously, the museum part, like learn something new, whether it be science, culture, or whatever. But I also like to learn about the culture itself. So, like, you know, even if, you know, like you go somewhere, even if it's like Canada, you know, I like going there and it's like, oh, you know, the Canadians have different types of food, like certain areas that are regional types of food is what I mean. Um, they have certain types of cultural things. Um, but also I like to see what's local. So like if I were to say Vancouver, it's like, oh, they have the first people um, and they, they have a lot of exhibits and I like to learn about the first people. So it's just like gaining random knowledge i don't necessarily need it in my real life or work life but i just like to see how the rest of the world moves not just the united states yeah so i agree all right question number three how this many days makes me sad. sorry <laughs> how Go many for- days was your longest cruise that you've ever taken Ooh. week Five days, I think. Probably a week or so, five to seven days. Yeah. Oh, mine was zero days. Oh. Yeah, I've but never been on a cruise. Do you want to? Sure. Why not? Okay. I wasn't I, sure. There's some no, people who are just not cruise people. I just never had the opportunity. I guess. You would be a perfect booze cruise person. <laughs> I've been on a booze cruise. That counts. No, no, there's, there's like, like a three-day booze cruise? Oh, no, no, no. I did like an evening booze cruise kind of thing. Oh, no, they have tons of like these Long Beach booze cruises that essentially, essentially it goes out to sea, ends up in Mexico for a day, hits a port, like 
Catalina or something like, and then it comes back. You're talking about like the Carnival three-day cruises. Yeah, Carnival three-day cruises. Really, when you land, when you hit port, it's just, I don't know, just get out, just stretch your legs. But essentially, you just drink the whole way. (laughs) Don't those cruises usually make you pay extra for alcohol? I don't think so. I've never been on one, actually. (laughs) Okay. But um, it seems like you'd be a perfect pre pre child. That is, hey, <laughs> change me in that way. <laughs> Wait, you think you're going to bring your child with you? No, but you said <laughs> before, like I would have been the perfect person before my child. No, 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 the perfect person to go on that type of trip before a ch- your child, because I mean, now that you have a kid, you have to watch the kid. Kids, kids what ruin you your life. For? Oh, okay. Not you. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, what's your sav- favorite capital city? Oh, what a fun Ooh. one. <laughs> huh. Ooh. Ooh. Don't know. Capital city. This is a good one. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I mean, does it have to be in like an official capital capacity? <laughs> I'm gonna make let you make a decision. Wow, <laughs> way to put me on the spot. I mean, are you talking like Philadelphia, which was the capital, or are you talking like? <laughs> no, I mean like. It's essentially choosing a city that you like, but it has to be a capital. So not like, it's a great capital city. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm thinking, I, I've been to Santiago, I've been to Taipei, I've been to, um, I mean, Tokyo. Washington, D.C. Yeah, Tokyo's Tokyo. a good one. Yeah, that's a rough one. How do you even... London yes. is London. where Parliament is, right? Yeah. Yes. So, uh, DC. <laughs> I mean, those I are think I'm going to call it DC. I think. Is your favorite capital city? Yeah. Really? Really? More than like Taipei or Tokyo? Yeah. Really? No. I tell you what, I was going to say between, I was going to say between Taipei and, between Taipei and Washington, D.C., but the Smithsonian is just that compelling. It is. And the food in that area is amazing. And just the whole area, the fact that you can go out like 20 to 30 minutes and it's just so much history just in that specific area. Well, at least for the United States, obviously. Sure, sure. I will agree with Zen. Obviously, stateside DC. Um, but if we're talking about international, I know, exactly. <laughs> uh, international state capitals. Yeah, I can't think of any state capitals that I particularly love. Um, but international, outside of the US, uh, Tokyo, although I've only been once, but it was pretty great. I would like to return. I I don't have a lot of explanation, but what just 
keeps coming back to me is Stockholm. Ooh, I've always wanted to go. Love Stockholm and it's beautiful in the winter and the summer. And I think it's like a really good size capital with a lot going on, but not too overwhelming. And um, they consider their subway to be like the largest art museum in the world or something like that, because they make their subway um, stops like such an experience and have a lot of art installations and things like that. Um, and it's just all on like the water and fjords. It's so beautiful. So that's what I'm going to go with, I guess. Okay. I like it. Yeah. All right. What's the one th- we've kind of done something like this before. What's the one drink you always get during a flight? Uh, yes. 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 Ginger well, I pretty much always get coffee, which we have learned never to do, but I do right. it anyways. Um, I used to get ginger ale religiously um, back in the day, but I stopped because I got off soda. And ginger ale is literally just a soda, especially if you compare the calories and sugar. Mm-hmm. It's very sad, but it's true. Um, I've actually been on, when it comes to um, drinks, like a champagne slash Prosecco kick. Wow, fancy. I always I don't often get alcohol on flights, so. <laughs> I always end up, I mean, I, I always drink Diet Cokes all the time, so I don't think, I think that's a cheer. But if I'm on a plane, I've mentioned this before, there's two things that are specific that I like to try, drink is I'll drink ginger ale or I'll drink um, Bloody Mary mix without the alcohol. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yes. yes. You mentioned that. So. Sounds um, like a good pack. Life pack. It does. Um, yeah. Yeah, I also get ginger. I used to do it like every single flight. I always get ginger ale because it was like a soda, but not a soda to me. <laughs> but right. I said it is a soda. Uh, and then I stopped because I was just getting it just to get it. And it, I, you know, I now I, I pretty much only get it if I want something like bubbly or if my stomach does hurt. Mm-hmm. But I'll usually just get water with ice and, um, Maybe if it's like a morning flight, I'll get like apple juice or orange juice. Very basic, but mm-hmm. usually it's just water. <laughs> Makes sense. Yep. What's the name of the smallest town you've ever visited? I mean, California has some really small, like unincorporated cities you probably drive through <laughs> in some places. Do you mean like remote? Like you've actually really went to visit specifically? Huh, yeah. That's a good yeah, why don't we why don't we call Make that? Make it interesting. Um Okay, hold on, let me look this up. I, I think I have my answer. Well let me see here. I feel like we might have talked about this a while ago. This was like a topic of discussion. But I th- I think the last time when I said it was like Dayton, Ohio. As that's like, still pretty big. I know. That's what I'm, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's smaller. Or not Dayton, Ohio. Sorry. It was, I flew into Dayton. Or that's where we stayed. But we actually went to oh, the town that my mom's family was. Um, oh, my gosh. What's it called? I can never remember. Brookville. Brookville, Ohio. Oh. That's a small okay. town. I'd say. You said that's where your mom's family is from? She, okay, so not from, from, but when they were um, sponsored over from Vietnam. 
that's mm-hmm. where like the church was that sponsored them. So they stayed there for a couple months. Gotcha. Um, another one. I don't even know. Wait, hold on. Let me check population. <laughs> okay, I'll throw mine up. Yeah. This is something I actually made a specific trip to when I lived in Ohio. It's a city called Dover, Ohio. Dover, Ohio is a city of 13,000 people. And the reason why you go to Dover, Ohio is that there is a museum called the Warther's, uh, Warther Carving Museum and Button Collection. <gasps> Buttons. Okay. And what that is, um, what th- that's all about is there is a gentleman who now has passed passed on and he made it his life's thing he carved steam locomotives out of ivory and ebony Whoa. and it's a whole museum dedicated to these incredibly and they're you know like the train is maybe a, what the like a steam train the part of it it would fit in like a shoebox but he would do the whole locomotive all the passenger parts and the trolley and everything and he spent his it was his life's work to make these incredibly intricate beautiful trains out of ebony and ivory he would inlay like if you see like on the side of like the sns train company or something like that he would actually carve out in the eye in the ebony the area and then he would embed ivory pieces in there for each of the letters and all the posts and all the pistons were individual pieces and his wife was a button collector and she had a like a a building that they had that was dedicated and all the walls are covered in uh, buttons and he was also famous for because ebony and ivory are so difficult to carve all the typical knives that he used they would just um how should i say it they they would um dull too quickly so he also apparently made his own knives so you can go to this day and they make he you still can purchase a knife from this place and they're these beautiful little carved wood carving knives with these embedded wood handles of multi, you know rosewoods and things like that um so so Dover Ohio Okay <laughs> Cool Um tell me if this counts But It counts <laughs> Um the city of Vic in Iceland has 318 people is the population. Um, we did a road trip when we went all around Iceland, but Vic was, um, it's in the Southern, on the Southern part of the island, but it was a town that we like stayed overnight in and like explored a little bit. So I do consider us like visiting there, just not driving through there. I mean, but it's very much like, you don't do anything there. You need to go to Reykjavik if you're going to actually do anything. It's just like a church and a beach and a few little shops and some houses. But um, we drove through it. We saw it. Cool. Yeah. That counts. Okay. Um, have you ever missed a flight? Yes. 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 I was about to say no, but yes, I did. I remember now. Really? You you almost you've only missed one flight in all the Can years. Can you believe it? Flown? I have had more instances of like you're gonna miss it and you running breathless and somehow mm. still making it on. Um, 
only one instance of missing it. And I don't even think I missed it. And it was total BS. And it makes me mad because I didn't check in in advance. And by the time I got there, they closed the check-in window and they rebooked me. But... I'm sitting, my, that flight was delayed. So I'm sitting there watching the flight I'm supposed to be on, like boarding, but I wasn't allowed to be on it. So it was so dumb. Oh my God. That's uh, yeah. I've been very lucky. Oh, I, I can say like, I've probably missed four or five flights in uh, O'Hare. I've mm. missed them in Washington, DC. I've missed them in Dallas, Texas. I've missed, uh, I think I missed a connecting flight in uh denver colorado Ooh. I'm connecting flights certain... make me nervous <laughs> yeah i mean i i've missed so many it's always a connecting flight too yeah know? so i've had planes not show up but you know i'm always it's always seems like the connecting flights i've missed a flight so um no, what inspires you to travel what is what what inspires you to travel oh my paycheck. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, what does it inspire you to travel? I love being around new languages. I love, I love that it's all one world, but you get somewhere new and, and the sun hits differently and it smells differently and there are different birds chirping. Um, I love it. How can you not? Totally. Um, in addition to that, all the culture and history and, colors of different places they just like Kristen said they hit differently like (laughs) um yeah it's really amazing that it's you can just you can go on a plane or drive in a car or just you know take any sort of transportation and you're in this new place with people who live their own lives and you have your own life and you're just there like experiencing what they experience every day Mm-hmm. I would say that as I've grown, okay, so there's something about when you're young is that everything is, um, I mean, I'm even thinking childhood or being a young adult is like everything's new. And when you run around, um, everything's new and everything's exciting because you've never experienced it. Mm-hmm. And as you grow older, um, you don't have that type of nervous energy it strangely enough it it it's kind of feels like love to me in a certain way and when i so beyond the museums and learning and learning cultures and stuff like that when i go to another country and i feel like a fish out of water i get a certain sensation that same nervousness that i had as when i was younger and it also kind of feels this weird nervousness a certain bit like love I know weird. Expand on the love aspect. I'm sorry? I said expand on the love aspect. You know, when you first fall in love and you meet someone, that special someone, it's just like you have this kind of nervous energy all the time. And it's just like everything is new. You're learning about a person. And it's just like, you know, it's just the unexpected. You don't know what's going to come next. Okay. And And it's new. Yes. It's it's that new it's that kind of new fresh love. There's there's old love, you know. I love my wife. I've been with her for decades, and she's as wonderful as I, the day I met her. But there's something about that nervous energy when you first fall in love, and that kind of weird nervous energy when I'm in a new country that I don't know what's around the corner, or 
you know, not even sure what I'm going to eat next because I don't know. I'm not familiar, may not be familiar with all the foods. That type of nervousness or that kind of sensation I get is that kind of strange young love feeling that I get. All right, I'm a weirdo. What can I say? No, that was that was deep. It was very sweet. <laughs> yes, we should have ended on that note. Okay, I, I think we can burst. Okay, so I'm not entirely crazy. At least I explained myself somewhat. Yes. Um, okay. Do you keep a journal while traveling? You I too. keep a journal while living. <laughs> really? I've been journaling consistently since I was 13 years old. Wow. Um, yeah, I have boxes of journals and I got to tell you, it's not fun to look back on half of them. Like no one needs to relive their high school years when they're crying about the boy who didn't say hi to them or <laughs> the stupid fights you get in with your friends or something. But um, as I've gotten older and have more like fun life experiences, it's nice to look back on. Do you journal, is that like, you, you said you journal for your life, but is it, do you take it with you on vacation or trips? Yeah, too? yeah, it goes okay. everywhere. So it's, it's all inclusive of your life. It's all inclusive, yep. Definitely. I used to. Um, really? And then I stopped because I'm just not consistent. I just like go, I feel like when I did it, I went too detailed, like too hard. I think we've talked about this before, but I would literally write every single day, regardless if this was also for my life, plus also traveling. But even if nothing happened that day, I would write like the most details, unnecessary details. And it just became too much for me. <laughs> uh, so I just stopped. And it is really funny to look back on like what I wrote in middle school. It, that was pretty much the prime of my journaling time. Now I keep like, a photo album on my phone. <laughs> oh, yes, everyone that's does. <laughs> that's how I view my Instagram as a photo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've, and also with that, I have really liked the TikTok type of like format in it's like that quick 30, like 15, 30 seconds, a minute, whatever of just really quick clips, video clips of your, like what I do, I would do it for like my travels. And it's just like that really quick time capsule of like the best moments, like that highlight reel. And that's kind of what I, even now that's hard to do. Cause then I have to go and sort through all my videos and pick like the best two seconds every video. And do, that's like a lot. I got a secret for you. Yes. Okay. The secret is um, on your iPhone, turn on live video, uh, live photos. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when you download the HEIC, um, which is the file type, mm -hmm. there's programs that you can actually, it's an HEIC, for what I can tell, is not actually a, fi a file. It's actually a folder. And in that folder, there is actually a um, the photograph, but it also has a small video clip in there. And take so there's a program that you can get. It's free. You can open up all your HICs, and then you take all those clips and you just throw them into a movie program, and you just put them back to back, and it actually makes an incredibly cool short video of your trip. That's really neat. Yeah, 
because you get like the couple seconds before the photo and the couple seconds after the photo, and it makes a really really neat, neat trip kind of TikTok kind of style. But you can run you know like two or three minutes if you mm-hmm. throw all the clips back to back. You you wouldn't think the live photo like makes a big difference, but it really does. Like when I do have live photos, it's really fun to like basically make that picture live. You know, yes. like you yeah. see the few minutes, the seconds like before and after, and it's really cool. It's really, I think it's a huge difference. So, yeah. yeah. So, and, and it's funny because lots of times if you take video, it's like some, there's a lot of junk video. But if you're wanting, willing to take a photograph, that m- is kind of an important, something pretty important for you to pick up a camera, take a picture of it. And then when you, anyways, give it a try. Um, I do the same thing as, as Emily is. I take a lot of photographs and um, I, run around with a video camera um i tend to run i i've mentioned this before but i'll actually have a video camera like a small gopro or something attached to a backpack and i'll just turn it on because i want to experience it in real time i don't want to experience a trip through looking through a video camera lens and then later on i'll come back so sometimes i'll go through a temple i'll just turn on a video camera and just walk through the temple like normal and then later on see what kind of videotape i got and it's really kind of and then i'll cut a few of a minute or two out of the whole video but i'll keep the original video because it's kind of fun to see you know Mm -hmm. if you got some time to oh yeah i remember this little toad on the side of the corner of this little garden or something but (laughs) all right last question last question what inspires you to travel no just kidding i was Um, like wait what (laughs) Well, you said we should end it up with uh, me talking about love. But um, in your opinion, which city has the best architecture? Paris. I feel like, I feel like it's not even a question. The, uh, the streets of Paris are just a canvas. And they're so recognizable and beautiful. And oh. yeah, I love it. I'm and supposed to say I that. Like yeah, I feel like... It's every part of the neighborhoods in each corner. Like it's not like one cute area. It's like the whole city, and yeah, they're just so beautiful. I don't know what else to say. I just hands down Paris to me. Um, Paris, no, <laughs> I mean I agree, but I haven't been to Paris since I was very young, so I don't. I mean, I've seen pictures, and I totally agree. It's beautiful. Uh, I don't know. I can't like whenever I think of beautiful architecture, it's always Europe, somewhere in Europe, whether it's Paris or not. I can't think of another place. Maybe like, uh, wow. Paris is really beautiful. (laughs) Um, just like, I don't know. Any other place is Spain or like Italy. I was going to say Rome. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back it up. Give me some context. <laughs> you know, the the reason why, like, it's, I mean, Paris is absolutely beautiful, but Rome, I guess, is the, there's things that, that are there that are so incredibly old, but also um, sculptural, and it's a combination of the fountains and the old, like, the Colosseum, and it's, I, I don't know. There's something that just Rome, what for me really is beautiful 
the combination, I mean, with the ruins and I don't know. I, I like Rome. Yeah, it's definitely good when I see that. Definitely like city went, <clears throat> excuse me, city with like the ruins kind of mingled within it. Right. I want to say Athens because of the same thing, but only Athens with the ruins, not necessarily <laughs> Athens and its yeah. building. And it's like recent or modern buildings. Um, but and one thing I like about Rome and a lot of the Southern European cities is the co- it's more colorful. Mm-hmm. They have like the fresco paintings and things like that. Whereas Rome is very much just like the stonework, but um, right. a lot of other right. places are much more colorful and bright. Yeah, I would totally agree with Paris, Rome, and then I'll say like Barcelona. Although Barcelona architecture, it's a little bit more funky, kind of because of you know the <laughs> uh, what's his name that I yeah. very yes Gary very like kind of funky architecture, but it's still very interesting and and mm-hmm. still, like beautiful to look at. So, but I feel like those three have its own character. Like if you were to say like Paris architecture, like you know what you're talking about, or like Rome, it's like very distinctive. Yeah, and like yeah. even places like Milan is just like it has it's a newer city. I'm not gonna put Milan up there though. But I mean it's a newer city, but it, it has definite nods to the past. So it has that combination of modern and pat look of the past. But I'm still gonna go with Rome on that one. Okay. All right. I support it. There's our ten. So next time you're at a party, ask some people, you know, those questions and get a conversation going. Yep. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> um, and thank you for tuning into this ask. To, uh, is it 101 things to ask a traveler? We just did 10, but there are so many other things you could ask. Um, yep. We're just trying to give you some lubricant conversation lubricant, as Zen said, if you're a s- awkward social person um, so we hope <laughs> we hope you had as much fun as we did let us know what you think if you try these questions out um, contact us on our social media channels where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world interesting articles and more also if you're newer to our podcast check out some of our older destination ones on chicago hong kong and austin texas just to name a few Mias in Paris is a University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or just seeking a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu for their professional courses. And thanks again for tuning in. Bye. Bye.